0: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for the Tour de France 2024 Men's Route Reaction. We'll have the Women's Route Reaction. We're recording that straight afterwards and that will drop in a couple of days after this podcast unveiled today in Paris in front of yeah loads of people as usual. A longer ceremony than normal as well. ASO reveal both races at the same time, the men and the women's races, but the men's race starts early. 29th of june to the 21st of july the Giro is also that that then means there's less time between the Giro and the tour which is already a difficult double to combine that's because of the uh olympics which splits the two races the women's is actually after the olympics but that means the men's is earlier starting in italy in florence and then crossing over the Alps after some punchy stages, the first three there. Got a first mountain stage on stage four, heads north. We've got a gravel stage on the end of week one after some sprint stages, and then descends back a little through the centre of France in the Massif Centrale. There's one big Massif Centrale stage in stage 11 before heading, uh, traversing the Pyrenees, starting from Po, with a couple of difficult stages before back to the French side of the Alps with some really difficult stages and a finish in Nice for the first time since like the 60s I think it doesn't start in or finish in on the Champs-Élysées so what's Brittany done Benji Brittany and <laughs> the, the north of France it doesn't I get think, a look in at all
1: i think they're just not very uh, tempting to go to because the mountains are always on the other side and people are always saying uh you got to limit the uh, the transfers between stages and so forth but it also limits the possibilities of travelling to the entire other side of France to do a certain part of france like brittany or northern france and next to that i'd also argue that in Brit- brittany you probably don't also don't have like the mythical parts you've got Muda britannia for example which comes back every time they go there but you don't go there just for the Mille- either and in northern france that's usually where they go when they need the cobbles right when they either go into belgium or they need the cobbles for this for this Tour sort of de france but with the gravel they won't be needing the cobbles this time around and like When it comes to a first look at the map itself like i kind of dig it it's it's not the most ordinary tour de france in terms of parkour once again we've got a pretty spicy start we'll go into it in a second like the firenze start it's not flat you don't have a denmark start with three flat sprint stages or a, a time trial in there it's it's pretty uh it's pretty tempting for the punchy riders for the climbers even to already try something and that continues onwards because we have a proper mountain stage in week one which is always fun but week two for example you mentioned Massif Central you know which one is back Primari 2020 Primari Pogaccio versus Roglic I reckon that was like 8.4% 8.5% or something for that climb it was pretty damn steep and that's a big memory from that Tour de France as well next to the epic stuff that happened next to that in that 2020 Tour de France but the last week is just we'll go through every single stage of them but three of those stages are deadly
0: Yeah, really hard, and sort of starting from stages 14 and 15 as well, they're incredibly difficult too, which was the case actually in this year's edition of the Tour de France. We don't have all the profiles, the exact ones, so we're working off 11, I think, confirmed profiles, 9 or 10. It's very irritating, happens every year, but yeah, the profiles are released for half the stages, the most important mountain stages, fortunately, but then... Some of the sprint stages or puncher stages, we have the graphic of where it travels, but just no profile is produced. Uh, or the first time trial, they know where it is, but there's no exact <laughs> profile for it. So, because yeah. it's very different if they finish on a 3K 4% climb versus a 2K 7% climb, at least in my opinion. Uh, so, we're working off that, although for the most part, we know what the most important stages look like in this, uh, in next year's edition of the Tour de France. I think, yeah, it is not traditional in terms of we don't have Planche de Belfi, thank God. Oh, the Alsace <laughs> region seems to get skipped for the first time. No, the Markstein stage like last year. But I do see a lot of parallels here to stages that I think have been successful in the past. I yep. think we have a Granol stage. The Isola stage, I think, is the Granol stage. I think... We're basically replicating the Basque Grand Depart last year. It's the same Grand Depart. Okay, it's not identical, but the themes are the same, very punchy in the first two stages. And then hard TTs. And also the Cuyol stage is like the harder version of the uh, of the Le Markstein stage. They've even ramped it up more for the Stage 20 uh, around Nice. So I think a very difficult parkour. The numbers Benji seem to bear that out, right? It's not its not the hardest tour ever in terms of elevation, but it's, in terms of all Grand Tours, pretty climbing heavy.
1: Exactly. So for context, the 2020 tour was really a hard one. So that was like 56,000 meters of altitude. And that's about, I think, 3,483 when it comes to distance. But just in general, I think there's a rule in the UCI roadbook that a Grand Tour needs to be under 3,500 kilometers long. And like, let's say that of the grand tours have have gone over that, but um, just for context, that was 56 in 2020. 2023 was 55.4 thousand, and then we have 2024, which is 53,230. But does that really say something? The actual number, because I always feel like we don't. I don't know the exact kilometer distance of this Tour de France 2024, so it's all about for me the elevation density, because you can have. 2500 altitude meters in a, in a stage that looks relatively okay for a versatile sprinter, but it's taxing over time instead of like the proper climbs you have in it. Do you value the actual total number of elevation?
0: Not really, because as you said, like, what if that elevation gain is accumulated by a helia sprint stages, which go to a breakaway or don't really affect GC. I really care about how hard are the hard GC stages because, yeah, you can accumulate a lot of climbing in, for example, Stage 1 has, I think, 3,600 metres elevation gain. And is that, are we expecting a minute gap there? No, we're not, most likely. Uh So it can be indicative, as you said, Benji, I can tell you how long this Tour de France is, 3,492 k's. Um yep. Exactly, according to the, the sheet, which is yeah, not the same elevation density as others. But I think some of these stages have even these mountain stages are really, really intense, even though they're not that long. They're actually under 150 kilometers, a lot of them, except yeah. the plateau to bay, bay stage is very, very long. But yeah, I think a difficult route. I think we are there is no quote unquote easy unipuerto. Like a Grand Colombier, and also there is no monde Puy Marie finish. Puy Marie is in the route, but it's not the finish. So we're missing a wall finish like Mont, uh, or even a pure punches finish. Apart from maybe Deve-Louis later. But who's who's going to this tour? Vingegaard's going. That's he's yeah. going to go. Is who else is is going to go? After seeing this of the second tier guys, if you were advising them, Benji. To go or not?
1: Well, we can first talk about during the look at the parkour before we dive into the actual profiles who has stated that they would be going to the Tour de France, which Remco has stated multiple times that he's very interesting to go to the Tour de France. Um, Pogacar has not said anything specifically. So that's one where I'm curious if he'll go jiro whether he'll do Tour de France, whether he'll combine both. From UAE standpoint, I think they would like to have Pogaccio at the start of the Tour de France. I think that's a pretty obvious standpoint from the team of UAE. Whether that will eventually happen, that's that's a big question. But Roglic will go. We know that he wants to go there. He's going especially to Boro to have a full team to support himself in this race. And now I swear that Lefebvre, at the actual presentation of the Tour de France parkour today, has stated that... Oh, Remco was also looking at potentially doing the Giro or maybe a Giro Tour double. So now I'm also starting to doubt whether he will do the Tour de France. But Roglic and Vingegaard will 100% do the Tour de France based on what I would see right now. The other two are question marks. Other GC riders that might potentially do the Tour de France. What do you reckon when it comes to EF? Because from their standpoint, like Akarapaz and so forth, they got him to potentially podium a Tour de France. That's why they hired him. but. I don't see that possible. Yeah. Although, Carapaz on Gravel, he was pretty good on the cobble stage.
0: And the high altitude, we've got some really high altitude in this Tour de France, so maybe on Bonnet, he thinks he can do well. It's not like there's no time trialling in this Tour de France. Like, mm-hmm. there's still a decent amount of time trialling. And so if you think, okay, well, if you're a Carapaz-Enric Maas, and you're thinking style strength... Maybe you go to the Giro and just eat that time trialing knowing that a podium is still more realistic because you're going to lose in the time trial against Poggy and Winger and maybe Remco in the tour next year anyway with 55, 60 Ks of TT we have on this course. So yeah, two time trial, individual time trials make it more complicated. I still think Thomas Giro and Rodriguez Pidcock tour makes the most sense to me again. I think that's what will happen at INEOS. Trackour, parkour, was good. I think it's pretty good parkour for
1: Rodriguez. Yep, I think so as well. But we've, we've now mentioned a few riders that could go to the race, but I also feel like during the actual in-depth profile reviews that will actually go to a rider and say, oh, this rider could actually go well here. So I reckon we'll probably add more to that list once we go into the profiles, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, unless there's anything else that jumped out at you that was like super surprising or funny today, I would say bit of behind the curtain action. Yeah. I, I sort I spoke to Jens Hauglund and AKV's big there, and I was thinking, for them, they're thinking which, like, which stage can be a breakaway stage. Yep. Those sort of the managers of UNOX and Intermarche, they're looking at where's the nailed on breakaway stage. And that's the one for me that I'm looking at. It's not as clear to me, maybe because the profiles don't exist yet, but... There's not as many I could put my finger on, like stage 10 and 12 this yep. year. I was like, break. Stage 19 this year, 18, break. Um, this one, not so much so far. And the, the second thing was, Mark Cavendish got the biggest cheer, Benji, of anybody when they did the rider
1: procession. Oh, that's pretty great. Well, which, he has a history with the race, which yeah. is understandable. else was there. Let's classify that for people that didn't watch it. it.
0: I would say it was a weak French... It was a weak French... uh, There's no Godou, no Pinot, no Laporte. Benoit. So... Benoit. Benoit. He was there, right? Benoit was there, but he he was there. But he didn't have a good year, I don't think. Uh, And Poggy wasn't there either, so maybe he would have got a big cheer. Uh, Labou... LeBou and Cordon Regault got big cheers. That, that's, that's my yeah. behind the curtain. Who got the most? The biggest cheers. Cavendish <laughs> seemed to get the most. Um, maybe because Not people surprising. are happy he's back. I don't know if it's a bit... Yeah, I think so. He's pretty... Is he he's happy? <laughs> winning at the Tour <laughs> for over a decade. Um, we can
1: talk about after this Grand Tour whether he's happy about the amount of sprint stage and opportunities in that regard. Because Champs-Élysées ain't I happening. I think it's so a one.
0: Yeah, I think it's a hard one. Because I think
1: you've got to be a fit sprinter to get around this. Or you dnf um, at stage, yeah, should we kick off the route? or something? But yeah, let's kick off the route.
0: Yeah, let's kick off the route. I'll do odds. Benji will do evens, like always. The opening stage from Florence, going from the middle of the country in Tuscany to the east coast to Rimini, three thousand six hundred meters of elevation gain across two hundred six kilometers on day one. Really, really difficult medium mountain stage. Although, and there, let me count. Three, seven categorized climbs. None of them are rampas. They're all sort of six percent, seven percent. The final climb seven Ks, five per cent. Which as I said, the High Iscabel was seven kilometers, five percent, with the last bit being steeper, mm-hmm. about twenty k's from the finish the crest. This is the same. It's the same stage. Well, not in no, it's more <laughs> difficult than the high iscabel stage, but it, that final is very similar to the Hayes Cabell. Yeah. I can't remember the the Getcho climb, but
1: Vivero, yeah. Alto de Vivero. It was all, I think? No, but
0: the one after the one after Vivero, the steep, but de Pique. Yes, Pique. Yeah. Who do My you? Thing? Who goes for this, Benji? It's UAE again with with Poggy.
1: My thing with this parkour is indeed who will control the stage because you you said it. Ooh, the the one stage there, um, with the, with the San Sebastian climb that I just completely forgot about. A uh, Heiskebel, yes. Now, with the Heiskebel climb, the control phase wasn't that hard. You didn't have five medium mountains, basically, or five proper, well, it's medium mountains, I would say, before the actual final climb hits. So you got to control a lot in this parkour. And the first climb being 11.2 kilometers at 5.7%, the Coli Trefagi, I'm thinking. If the breakaway is until that point to to start there might already be quite a few people on this stage to try and go in the breakaway to make it hard for a team to control so yeah maybe this will be the stage where you see ue team emirates desperately try to control a breakaway with nils who who is just joined the team against a lot of breakaway attempt riders and kom is available a lot of kom points already on stage one so that's interesting you might be able to keep it for uh, quite a few days in week yeah, one true and the cat
0: freeze with two points
1: i do agree that i like the parkour for something but it's also so early in the grand tour that i'm not sure who is willing to bet on stage one already
0: i know but it's the yellow jersey yep. like could you imagine a world where the tour de france pelton lets a breakaway win with the yellow jersey up for grabs like someone will pace uae with civikov in you know, you've seen their Italian Classics team. Surely they'd want to go for the stage win. If they also have Adam Yates, to won stage one with the sort of counterattack in the valley where Vingegaard was isolated. So do I think there could be huge gaps on this stage? No, despite the impressive numbers of how much elevation gain there is, because a lot of the climbing shallow. Mm-hmm. It's far from the finish, the final climb, and the final climb's not that hard. For GC guys, it's not hard. So, it's long, but if you're getting dropped here, you're not in the correct shape to contend (laughs) at the Tour de France anyway. Um, So, it could be uh, Yonizagira who won like the Rosier stage. This is very similar to actually, which maybe Benji is just chaos all day and people just start attacking on the, uh, what's it called? Barboto climb, which is the the hardest climb. I don't know, but I think it's it's interesting. I think it's... it's too hard for Pedersen, right? Or Wout well, Like, no chance.
1: I would take a look at, let's say, the second half of this race. With 129 kilometers into this race, you're right. There the Barbato climb starts. 6.1 kilometers at 7.4%. I would see that if you want to do something as the climb where you attrition someone and don't attack it. Because there's a plateau on top and I don't like that for the attack. I'd much rather be interested in making it hard on that one. Pushing the descent that comes afterwards after the plateau section and then going on the next one, which is the the Côte de saint Leo. Uh, I love how they like Frenchify every single bloody Italian climb here.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: 5k at 7.4%, same steepness. I haven't looked at the in-depth gradients to see if there's like a kilometre at 10% in there versus kilometre at 3%, but there has to be some terrain on that climb to make a move if you want to do that, and then the last two can be the terrain where you where you kind of try benefiting from the easier gradients once you've got the gap. So this could be a raid stage, but the fact that it's on stage one makes my head not believe yeah. that.
0: That's tough to imagine. I mean, UAE would... Because like realistically, like, is Jonas Vingergaard going to be like, yeah, stage one, that's going to be where I try to win the Tour de France? No, not really. And like, I think we've got also... God, i I've got to mentally adjust to Roglic Benji as well. Yeah, but... Like, how will Bora approach this with Roglic?
1: The thing is, Bora loves these kind of stages, but Roglic, we've seen yeah. in the Tireno-Muri stage, for example, in the last stage of Pyrenees, I'm not sure conservative. I'd, I'd not bet 100% on a stage like that from stage one yeah. to make it a raid stage for Roglic, because we've seen it backfire in his past at Jumbo-Visma. You know?
0: Yeah, if it, if it finished on the Bologna wall... Yep. Go for gold. You know, he's shown that in Emilia. He kills it. But the flat finish, I'm not sure his flat sprint just on the flat because it's not after a climb on the flat. It's just yep. flat finish. I'm not sure he's, he's clearly better. I'm going to go for Remco to win this. Uh, Remco wins this stage, takes his first ever yellow jersey uh, in a flat sprint from a group of 12 guys. I think that's... Uh, and Poggy, it's him, him or Poggy. Maybe Le Fay. wakes up. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Benoit Cosnefra.
1: <laughs> goes no, through no, it as no, well, no, but no. stage climbs are too long. Remember, nah.
0: <laughs> stage two, Benji, hard as well. Yes,
1: stage two is hard as well, and it also takes something from a different race. We saw last year in Basque Country in the start of the Tour de France, in the Basque Country stages, the Vivero from the Getxo uh, race, also called the Piqué, but also next to that, high school from San Sebastian, and here we see the the San Luca climb, called the San Luca. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I really literally can't. It's a stage from Cesenatico to uh, Bologna, 200 kilometers again, and it's got basically twice the San Luca climb in the last 30 kilometers. But there's about, I'd say, 10 kilometers of flat in between those climbs. And once you top the San Luca climb, it's it's not like it goes descending immediately. There's like a little bit of a bump on the road on top of the San Luca climb before the descent. So that's also intriguing. And there's about I'd say, if I had to guess, seven kilometers after the descent to the finish line, six, seven kilometers to to the finish line from the bottom of the descent of San Luca. So it doesn't stop at the top. I, I love this stage because it allows an opportunity for the punchers again. The problem in 2024 is that the punchers are also the best GC riders.
0: I mean, there was LaFay on Cote de Piquet, like Back. he was the exception for one or two stages this year. This is the Cote de Piquet stage. If stage one was stage two of this year, yeah. the Hayes Cabell stage, this is the Cote de Piquet stage with a steeper, shorter climb and closer to the finish. Yeah. And this is, I think, could be should be more selective, I think. 2K is 10%, and, and we've seen how there can be gaps on that climb. You know, it's very hard to stay together on that climb. Cesanatico is where Pantani is from, I think, where it starts. Roglic, I think, if Bora were looking at it, they'd probably like this stage more than the first one. But then it's the flat finish, uphill. Yeah. I'm going to go. Adam Yates flyer. Adam Yates. Okay. Adam Yates on a on a flyer takes it takes it again. Is what I'm seeing here.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. it's very possible i've been trying for the last two stages to imagine a situation a scenario where corbin strong wins but i feel like the the class might be nah, just too hard, hard for, uh, to, uh, for a scenario like that so on this one i'm also not able to uh see that i'd like the adam yates card the question is is going to be on tour de france we're just guessing that for example he might be next to bulgachar here and this is where indeed a dual leader strategy could work if for example the group is finned out on that San Luca climb then you can have your second leader attack and then see what happens. Exactly like you say. Exactly like how Simon Yates, oh, Adam Yates, Adam Yates was able to benefit from that situation. Um, well, I'm going to uh I'm going to say Bogachev for this one from the group. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I mean, he won the group sprint behind on the Pique stage as well. Would it be better for him if these two, if this stage finished on the Bologna climb? I think for him and Roglic, it would be better. Yeah. Then they can really punch away from Vingegaard, take four or five seconds on the road and then also take the bonies as well. I, I think Roglic will, surely they will circle this stage. I know it doesn't finish on the climb, but it's still somewhere he's won before multiple times that region. Stage three from Piacenza wait, to Torino. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. 2022 22 Al- yes. could compete on the Sparkle, right?
0: I don't know about that. They do, okay. if it was one rep... They do yeah. multiple reps. And if you are ascending that Bologna steep climb mm-hmm. with. No, I don't think so. Okay. Because in 2022, oh, in Imola, he got punched away from by the yep. best punchers, Lyala Philippe. Uh, so I don't, I don't think so. Uh, stage three from Piacenza to Torino. The first sprint stage, again, this is the mirror of the Basque Country Grand Depart, where they finished in <laughs> Bayonne on stage three. This is. Uh, Flat, so something... Oh, not flat. There are three actually categorized climbs, uh, but I don't think KOM should change hands on this stage after the climbs of the previous two days. And from my eagle eye, 230 k's long with those climbs, with a little, what I think is a little uphill drag in Turin, this screams to me Mads Pedersen. Philipson will probably win. But this screams mm-hmm. to me a Mads Pedersen type stage. Attritional, long, previous two days have been super hard. Uh, but it's a nice sprint stage, Benji.
1: I'll go Phillipson because I feel like in Limoges 2020-2023, um, the stage that Pedersen won, my head says that's harder. And Phillipson was relatively close. Probably. And on this one, I'm going to go Philips and He's also able to do the distance, 30, 30 kilometers. This could also be the scenario that because it's such a long stage, that sprinter teams, I don't know. Like, you have the incentive to have a breakaway of like six riders, six riders trying to go in the breakaway. Nah, of the don't kind of already... Benji, don't do this. Don't do. Yeah, this. That's not what i That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I mean, we there's say no this incentive every year. The breakaway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were about to say that many teams will realize that beating Gaston no. Phillips and Pedersen is probably not going to happen. And now, go in on the, the breakaway.
1: Absolutely fucking
0: 20 teams, dude, on the front.
1: <laughs> for this Sandy Dujardin.
0: Sandy Dujardin, solo break for Total. <laughs> Bet all.
1: <laughs> very possible. Very and like possible. Paulus
0: or someone who's in KOM doesn't need to go on the break because yep. he's got lead, enough of a lead already. So it's like, this could be a brutal stage. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: that's true. yeah. But, it's,
0: What's this weird stage for to bring us back into France?
1: Pretty rough stage, huh? For, for a, a fourth stage of a Grand Tour. We had a rough start uh, in this Tour de France as well in 2023 one with the Tourmalet stage and so forth. But here we've got Pinerolo to Valois. We've got 138 kilometers, a really short stage actually, of which the, the first 50 kilometers are already uphill. But the official climb starts, well, to be fair, it literally says 39 kilometers. At 3.7% the first climb, which I think Cestriere, um, the last the last six kilometers of Cestriere are the steepest, six to seven percent. Am I drunk?
0: Uh, I know. I think the, climb, the actual climbing on Cestriere, is obviously much steeper than 3.7%. Yeah. Uh, there's just literally flat sections in there. But you're right. Like <laughs> the last climb is actually a decent enough climb up to over 2000 meters.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. It's definitely a, a solid climb. And then the next portion is a, a climb in the middle, which follows basically in the descent, the, the Col de Mont-Genevra, 8.3 kilometers, 5.9%. But the actual uh, meal in this stage is the Col du Galibier. We've seen this climb loads of time before. Souvenir-Adie de Garage. We've got 2,642 meters high, so high altitude. And, um, well, it it is a descent finish. So the last 20 kilometers are downhill towards the line after the Col de Gailly, and I, I feel like this is the Granon stage without granon I feel like this is this is nothing. Yeah, but if I you think got this away is Grano. them trying
0: to get back into France as, as how can we get back? Yeah, I mean, what was Group before granon La Sire de Montbrunier uh. and. The- uh, Telegraph and then the Telegraph it was the hardest side of Goulibier right yes I think this is much much softer is Valois where Izagiro won last year yes maybe doesn't matter I or think this Iswar? is strange now, I don't even know anymore yeah this so. I've conflated the two um, these profile these look like fake news climbs all, of, all three of these are fake news climbs I'm saying that right now the official profile yep. for the Col de Montgenèvre, Benji, says 8.3k 6%. Uh, the drawing here, unless someone's hand has gone askew, it, one of the, a part of it seems to be vertical. Yes. And, and then there's a descent in <laughs> And so is there a rampas in humanas as they cross over the border Mate, into France? And the then
1: profile the, has a vertical descent in the bit. People are going <laughs> to fall down. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And, then, and then exactly this. And then in the Galibia, there's like some steep sections. So they're very irregular climbs, particularly the last two, which is this actually more like... I think this is like the Coulteret stage, but without culture.
1: where I it's don't very know because short. The hardest climb is now the last one. Who goes climb? for this? I don't know. It's very short, so people might still control it. If you're... If you're a Pogacar, or are a team member, you might consider this.
0: Oh, but then they're long climbs, you know, like they're long climbs, but then they're not that steep. Uh, they're kind of irregular, like Calteray, where Poggy was really good last year. And then, but then do you want to play with Jonas on hour-long climbs at altitude? Like, is that where you want? But then it's, it's a descent finish where you're right. I think two leaders here is very effective. I think you want to have two leaders for this stage especially with a descent finish where it's not all descending. Like the last 5Ks, yep. you know, is pedaling as well, or 8Ks. I think, though, this could be a Leonard Kamner breakaway style win because maybe neither Yumbo nor UAE have the appetite for it. Maybe Bora go for it with Robich. Maybe Remco goes for it. But I think the break has a decent chance and someone like Kamner can really win this and take yellow for a few days after this.
1: It's a it's a curious stage, that's for sure. I generally can't put my finger on it and say, this is the scenario that will happen. And that's kind of where the, the profiles for week one end. That's where we have to scour into the uh, the in-depth, uh, well, the in-depth book we have here, the road book. And stage five is basically a stage from saint jean de mourienne to Saint-Vulba, Plain-de-Lin, which is 177 kilometers. That stage, and... That is a, an opportunity for the sprinters, is how it is described. And how do we how do we look at these kind of stages when we don't have the profile? Do we just invent the storyline, or
0: <laughs> no? We just take Christian Prudhomme's word for it.
1: <laughs> if
0: they if they're not relevant enough for a profile, then I'm assuming they're just a sprint stage, which is true. Like he says, this is a sprint stage. He says there's a, there's a 2K, 6%, 5% kicker with 35Ks to go. It's a sprint. Phillipson wins it. We all go on to the next. That's how <laughs> I see it, um, pretty much. Okay. Stage six is the same. From um, Marcon, Macon to Dijon, uh, it's another sprint stage, apparently, with an 800-meter straight in the last portion of it, pancake flat. Don't even know if there's wind in this region. I don't. I think so. Medieval architecture, though, but this is another sprint, uh, which is fine. So, Cavs getting some opportunities. Yep. But yeah, that's stage six. It's not even long 163 Ks.
1: Stage seven, we've got Nuit Saint Georges to Jovet Chambertin, 25 kilometers time trial, individual time trial. And taking a look at Christian Prudhomme's commentary Great wines for great riders. <laughs> that's the first sentence. So, anyway, there's a climb. <laughs> Of the court the QT.
0: Co- so what? Well, you have to have a minimum blood alcohol content to start the TT.
1: Facts. <laughs> there's a-, a climb of yeah, 1.6 kilometers okay. at 6.1%, which comes in the final section. We'll test their tolerance to pain. Okay, there's there's a climb of 1.6 kilometers at 6% in the final of this time trial. So the rest time. <laughs> What's his last <laughs> sentence? <laughs> On the face
0: of it, there shouldn't be big gaps. Did he watch the Convlo TT last year?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, A Heli TT of 25k's. We don't know if it's fully heli. We know that there's one climb of one6 kilometers in there. But the rest, I'm guessing, is relatively flat based on this explanation, which... I don't think it's going to be a two-minute gap like, for example, on that Convlo TT. No, 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 no.
0: No, no, I don't think so. I think it starts with a descent. I think it actually starts with a downhill there, roll around some forest, go back up that kicker. I think it's definitely one that Van Aert could win. It's one that it's one that it's gone. a borderline like the specialists can do it because it's not so hilly, yeah. um, but it's also great for Pagaccio and it's great, you know, great for those sort of guys as well. It, it reminds me almost of the Mikel Bjerg Dauphiné TT. I think the uh, Parabola. Style profile, so you <laughs> are quite good at these, but uh, I think you got to have an engine. Don't know what Ganner's plan is, but yeah, I'm going to go with Stefan Kung wins this one.
1: <laughs> There's no way he always has to come second. You're breaking the rule. It's not okay. Sure, uh, that is
0: the rules. Okay, are you are you so?
1: Okay, I'll let you go to stage eight then, which is a uh, another sprint stage.
0: I believe so. Another sprint uh, from Simmer on. Oschwa to Colombed, the the two Wow, they're, that's tricky for your boy. Uh, no altitude records will be broken, but there's five categorized climbs. Apparently, th- this is like a, a versatile sprinter stage, with the last yeah. third is flat. There's hills, five categorized climbs beforehand. The break will form. It could be a really strong breakaway, like this it could be a very similar, I think, to stage ten of this year, which was won by Pedro Bilbao in a sort of small group sprint ahead of Zimmerman. Uh, and, and I think that could be the case too, where especially if Phillipson's won a few stages and people are reluctant mm-hmm. to help Alperson, is a sort of stage where maybe not now he's on Jumbo, but the Jorgensen's, the Izagiras, the Bill Bowles get in a breakaway and make life. Uh, and Israel as well. Chris Nalens, never forget, uh, on stage 10 <laughs> this year was yeah. solo. So uh, this could go either way, and uh, I think could be a pretty exciting stage before. Uh, one of the most controversial stages of the, the parkour, Benji, the Troy to Troy
1: st- uh, Stage
0: 9.
1: Controversial is what he can call it. We had gravel we cobble stage in the past. We also had in the Tour de France Femme in 2022, the actual gravel stage. We had four segments, I think, in there when it comes to gravel segments. And we know that ISO, the uh, organizers of the Tour de France, tend to test things out here in the Dauphiné or the Tour de France Femme. And now we see that the Tour de France Fund project was successful because they have made a full on gravel stage, which is not 199 kilometers of gravel. So don't worry, it's 199 kilometers of a combination of both asphalt and gravel with 14 gravel sections. And I'd say there's two phases in there. I'd say we've got sector 14 until sector 7 is quite hilly, while the last six sectors. Are basically flat sectors and there's about two of these sectors that are from the Tour de France fund stage but in general how hard this comp- I think this is easier than a Montalcino stage for example at the Giro but you think I think so yeah it's not as silly it's not as silly but it's still gonna be rough like if you see this in your Pogacar for example do you see an opportunity here
0: I think they would have preferred the hills to be near the final, as you mentioned, yep. and that was the key with Montalcino. The hills are near the final, and, you know, Pogac a fantastic rider, brilliant, but the reality is the flat end of the cobble stage where he was solo, him and Sturvin were losing a shitload of time yep. to the domestiques chasing behind. Like, he was losing time, and that's because the physical reality of he is still a 66-kilo rider against... Maybe two seventy-three, seventy-five killer rulers chopping off. So I think they, as you said, would have preferred a Montalcino-style finish. Vingegaard said after the release of the route that, you know, bad luck can play a part and you can lose five yep. minutes here. Five minutes. Come on. How are you <laughs> losing five minutes? He, he, lost the, he lost 13 seconds on the cobble stage
1: after the <laughs> wow. musical chairs. If he has that mechanical in the, in the last 10 kilometers it has another mechanical and a crash in that last 10 kilometers, five then minutes. he can lose five minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Two mechanicals and a crash. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say 32 kilometers of gravel in total, that's a lot of kilometers on gravel.
0: This is for I me expected. the stage
1: where I don't see this as an opportunity for someone to win this race. But as always, the bloody cliche is that you can lose this stage by crashing and not just on the gravel, eh? We're talking about the stressful, fight yeah, for yeah. positioning, and Between then I hate them. to say it, but I'm looking at Roglic and I'm fearful, because Paulit has left that team, they still have Dens, they still have Marco Holler for positioning, but I am still a slight bit worried about his safety in the running towards these gravel segments. Yeah.
0: yeah, especially if the hills beforehand thin out his domestique core. And so those guys need to get over those hills to support him, because as you said, he crashed into the gravel, not on the gravel. He crashed into the gravel when Colbrelli's shoulder charged him in 2021 in the Britannia running. He crashed in between the cobble sectors with the hay bale, uh behind Stefan Kung in 2022. So yeah, this is I don't I'm not sure it's that good for Poggy either, unless he can somehow collaborate with Mads Pedersen, with Arnaud Dooley or something like, in a move where they get the stage win.
1: It's not bad for Pogacar, but he might not be no, able to gain as much as the first impressions might allude you to. Because the first time I saw this, I was like, oh, they've got a cobble-like gravel stage in here with major difference potentially. But I'm not sure the major difference will actually happen.
0: And the last 50 Ks is flat. Like, what is he going to do? On the earlier hills, go with 60k to go on the gravel and keep the gap.
1: Like, Have your team pace if Tim Collins is there. But Maybe you did. he's allergic to the sun still. I True, was... yeah.
0: True, it is in summer.
1: Pull it. Yeah. Who else? But, do you uh, got? Who do you think wins? Uh, Dave Cole won that cobble stage back in the day. I um. Who will win this stage? I can't go past. I've... Phillipson? Phillipson. yeah, Phillipson. Because maybe imagine if he did Parry tour this year, possibly. Will he do?
0: Will he do the tour with the Olympics afterwards? I don't really know how that. I don't know what the
1: optimal scheduling is. I don't know either, and there is the opportunity. I also don't see major opportunities for Vanderpool in this tour so far. As in, yes, he might compete, but in most stages, I've said Phillipson can win them. So. Vanderpool as lead out in preparation for Olympics. That is possible.
0: Yeah, possibly. Okay, that's that's week one. I would say there's a lot of exciting stages. There's some different stuff. I think it's nice. Like this year, there is one mountain stage, but it's a strange mountain stage crossing over the Italian Alps into back into France. But to be honest, uh, apart from unless there's a unless the TT, there's a lot of different things going on in week one. There's almost something for yeah. everybody, but hopefully there's... Still close gaps going into the first rest day, which is in Orléans, and then stage 10 uh, to, from Orléans, which I think is as close as it gets to Paris. I I'm think not so. wrong. Uh, to Saint Amand which is a flat stage. Uh, but they, according to Christian Prudhomme, they changed direction in the last 30 kilometers three times, and there's been crosswinds before Cavendish, I think, one here before when there was echelon action. So this is Echelon territory. This is where Paris-Nice often goes through on the way mm-hmm. down to the sun in Nice in the opening stages from Paris. And so, yeah, it's a crosswind potential stage. Might be worrying, might be, might be a cracker. Who knows?
1: Yes, stage 11 then. We've got um les to le Lyon. And that's an interesting one. 211 kilometers in there. And this is what I spoke about in my dialogue at the start. Primari is back. and is going to be used differently because if you remember we had the fight between martinez at ef back in the day and was it hirschi yeah and kemna kemna kemna
0: shakman and and kem shakman worked over martinez I had a big bet on kemner actually that stage (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah spewing
1: in this one we 31 kilometers from the finish line is when it tops which i kind of love that because i feel like it forces action to happen there and we will see the attacks on puimari because puimari let's not forget 5.4 kilometers 8.1 but somehow when i looked at that stage it looked steeper to me (laughs) and um no there's there's, ramps
0: in there no 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 it's steep that's a fake news climb
1: yeah i thought so as well and then it goes down and it's got the, the Col de Peru, Pertu, sorry, 4.4 kilometers, 7.9%, also pretty steep on, to be fair. And then just before the finish line, we've That's got the, the Col de Font de which is 3.3 kilometers, 5.8%. But I see attacks on Queen Marie happen, maybe, hopefully.
0: I think so. If you're poggy, right? Isn't this the stage where you try and go for it? Yep. Because this is the... you can go UAE. on Queen Marie. Yeah. Yeah, the team's good for it. That being, I mean, we say that, but this is in the Massive Central. This has, by the way, 4,300 meters elevation gain in this stage. These Massive Central stages are so deceiving in the profile. They are so difficult, especially the way modern racing is. 211 kilometers with 4,350 elevation gain. And you look at this profile, you're like, ah, medium mountain. This. (laughs) Look at Marie Blanc. Look at. Mond, look at those stages. They're very, very difficult. Bet- a- and I think there could, yeah, Betex was brutal, uh, albeit some longer climbs, but that was a brutal stage. So I do like that the two, no, the three hardest climbs, because the Col de Neuron is 4 k's 9% before Puy yep. Marie. So the, the three hardest climbs are before the last climb and probably the breakaway wins because there's three hours before that yep. neuron climb. Uh, But yeah, the Satellite Riders will be in play, of course. People will want to get Satellite Riders up the road. Uh, But yeah, if you're Poggy, you probably back yourself on a finish like this. I think, though, the most likely outcome is, is actually no time gaps. And him and Vingegaard and Roglic rolling over the line together with the bonus seconds already gone from the breakaway.
1: Possibly, but I don't know. I feel like this is the kind of stage where UAE team Emirates gives everything they got to try and control a breakaway that might be too large for them to control. And this is where we'll see if Paulit will actually make a difference for their breakaway formation phase. And that will be, will Pogacar and whoever is in that group that attacks on Pimari be able to catch the remaining breakaway riders or not? I don't know. But it, it should be a fun stage, that that's certain. Like, like this is the... Yeah, a mini that one. Yeah, exactly. Stage 12, Audiactu Villeneuve
0: Solo. I think it's gonna be good.
1: You're not gonna watch every single one, or just <laughs> skip the sprints, I mean
0: <laughs> if some if there's no profiles for them, then it's difficult to watch them. Maybe the, <laughs> the, the stages don't exist. But yeah, sorry, go on with stage twelve.
1: Stage twelve, Audiactu villeneuve Neuf 204 kilometers. And this is also one of those stages that does not have a profile. And There's something for the Breakaway Specialists to play for. The terrain here is all hills, with the climb to Rocamadour standing out. So Rocamadour, the 2022 time trial climb, which um, should be intriguing. Breakaway opportunities. Uh, With an exact profile, I'd be able to signal who I'm looking at, but I think this might be the kind of profile where Van der Vanderpool, those kind of Breakaway riders might... Be combining with a Mohorich, with an Izagire maybe on a stage if feel, you it feels like Parkour is still okay Madness enough to know x Yep. So all that kind of all that kind of stuff happening on stage 12, I think.
0: I reckon this is not a sprint. I reckon this is the breakaway. Uh I think they're underplaying the how hard the initial part of this stage is. Whereas stage 13 from Arjan to Poe, Poe gets the stage almost every year. Uh, is a pancake flat stage. So apparently there's a couple of climbs, some hill, hills near the finish, but uh, they shouldn't really worry sprinters. And so I think this is. Uh, who do I like? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Christophe. The door. Christophe Laporte wins a random weird sprint because everyone's tired.
1: I feel like we've skipped Melior a lot in this, and I feel like I don't know. Will he go to the gym. Oh, will he so go he to the going? door? I don't know. If Remco wants to do the Giro and the Tour, then Marlier can do the Giro and the Tour as well at this point. I don't care.
0: And Jakobsen's (laughs) on DSM. Wells is not going. Yeah. Mm. I like Pedersen for a lot of these. But yeah, anyway, stage 14, Benji, where this is... We've done the first two-thirds of the race. This is where the race really intensifies from here on out.
1: Yeah, for certain. Paul, once again, the starting city. And the finish is Saint-Larry-Soulon, but mainly the Plata de Climb after 152 kilometers. But let's start at the middle of the stage. Col du Tourmalet, Souvenir Jacques Godet on top, 19 kilometers, 7.4%. I've actually completely forgot what all these souvenirs mean, by the way. It's like prizes you get on certain climbs, but what they stand for outside of having the name of like an ex-cyclist or something, I do not remember. Henry de Grange, the highest one. Is it though? Because Chim de la Bonnet is at the end of the tour which is 2800 and not 2600
0: uh, I don't know what Souvenir Jacques... It's just named in...
1: Yeah, the Grange is it's also not... It's specific to the Tourmalet. Anymore. Oh, well, okay, well... So su- the Souvenir prize?
0: Jacques Godet is specific to the Tourmalet. Yeah, apparently.
1: 19 kilometers, 7.4%. That's the first climb, middle of the stage, basically. They descend that and do the Urquette dans saison. We've seen that climb a few times before. Is it in my head or have we discovered mystical
0: This is where Mikaelberg destroyed and dropped out wow, of this, this is that <laughs> climb <clan>. before <laughs> Perigueux. Eight
1: point two kilometers, five point one percent. It sounds Mikaelberg if you think about it. And then they've got a <laughs> wow, five-kilometer valley before we get to the plateau. They climb ten point six kilometers, seven point nine percent. Tourmalet is really hard, although. Yeah, it is it is really hard. Like, I'm not gonna paint a picture for it. 90 kilometers at 7.4% is pretty tough. But with that get Dans on before the final climb, am I seeing some Pogaccio opportunity with that final climb? I think this is
0: kind of in between. It's not
1: quite it's not
0: quite as hard as the Alta Camp stage, which was the day yeah. after the Perigude stage. Alter stage stage was more clearly like a forty-five minute climb, a thirty minute climb, and a thirty-five minute steep mountaintop finish Pinkyard. It's not as easy as the Perigoude stage, which was more fifteen minute climbs, or no, sorry, Valorant Azé was 20 minutes, Orquette was 20 minutes, and then Perigude was 20 minutes. It's a little bit harder than that. So I think it's finally balanced. And I don't know the answer, Benji. It depends on their form. I, yep. I think it's possible Vingegaard can drop him on Plata Day. It's not an easy climb. It's the, the first part is steeper. But I think it's yep. also possible that Poggy in his Kalturae shape can win this climb and win this stage too. So I think it's very intense once the climbing starts. I don't see a breakaway winning no. because I think it's going to be a shit fight for the break on the flat also, for a yep. long time and they won't get any leash.
1: Exactly. Also, that flat start is really what, what kicks the bucket when it comes to the... The breakaway for me. Now, I like the stage, but the next one is also a rough one, also a big one. Ludonville, always a name we see in all these uh in all these mountain stages a starting spot as well. Plateau de Bay as That's we where finish. poggy. Yeah, after Peresurden. Is Loudenville where
0: oh I'm so good. I know everything about France geography now.
1: <laughs> 198 kilometers, Lunaviel <laughs> to Plateau de Bay, Plateau de Bay. I got to give a major speech to the Epic Belgian that won there in 2011. Yellow Von Enderd, absolute legend. I think he won ahead of Sammy Sanchez back in the day when he wrote for Oiskaltel. Vaguely remember something like that. But um, and then Yellow Von Ender kind of went into nothingness, unfortunately. But anyway, still epic. I didn't, he, didn't he come like
0: third in flesh randomly every year?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he won on plateau. There, he was our he was our new GC talent after Jurgen Van my yeah. friend. Yeah.
0: Dude, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so lucky now, and yet you abu- <laughs> remco gets abused in the press.
1: Mate, we had years where we were <laughs> highlighting Kevin the thirteenth spot in the world, out, man. So we have had dark days. We we've been in the, the position yeah. that Australia's in right now.
0: We we took yellow on stage five of the tour this year. What are you talking about? Himley would have won right. if he didn't crash. And you guys are not even good at cycling.
1: Anyway, one ninety-eight <laughs> kilometers. It is not a flat stage. Starts off with the Col du Perrosort immediately, but it's only really like the the last seven kilometers of the climb. Seven point eight percent though, so it's a rough one. So a breakaway formation climb, I would say. There's a bit of a valley in between the next twenty kilometers, but the climbs keep on coming. We've got nine point three kilometers at nine point one percent, four point three kilometers at nine point seven percent. Where do oh. they get these gradients? <laughs> and then we've got a valley. I didn't think
0: these gradients existed in France.
1: <laughs> they apparently Seriously? do. We're in the Velta at the moment, like 50 kilometer valley, 60, <laughs> the- 70 kilometer valley, Colon, yes, the- 10 kilometers at 8.2%, with a small bump on top with the Portolaire. And then we've got a 20 kilometer valley roughly before the Plateau de Bay, 15.8 kilometers at 8%. That is not an easy climb. And in my in my memory, only top riders have won there. Like, Joaquin Rodriguez, like, Yellow von Endert. <laughs> so- <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> um,
0: oh. this, So this is the closest stage to my house. I'll probably go do a recon of this next year. Plateau de Bay Bay is near Tarasconce ariege which is near Foix, like, deep in the Pyrenees, Ariege-Pyrenees, very slow roads, so, like, it's not... Often great tarmac, it's even maybe harder than it first appears, can get some bad weather sometimes. And this is a brutal stage, Benji, nearly 5,000 metres elevation gain. The opening salvo of three climbs, I would yep. like to see three climbs of that difficulty put in the start of the stage like that. I've not seen that in the tour for a, probably any Mate. time we've been covering the podcast. And then that long valley, yeah, where the
1: break should probably get some leash. Pardon? The Tour de France is just faking the epic start of the of the of the Stelvio stage in the in the Giro. That was an epic start to a stage. Too bad the rest of the stage sucks there. But uh, well,
0: <laughs> at least here, this has a mountaintop finish. You know, it's the <laughs> the hardest climb of the day. Maybe of course yeah. it's not the high altitude, but I think this is. Yeah, I think this is one for Vingegaard. Really, like a yep. lot of attrition, a lot of climbing. It's a brutal stage, and really, I think there can be very, very big gaps at the finish. I think the break still breakaway. wins. Uh, yes. Yeah. Ooh. I think the break can still win, because that valley's so long. you've got to be good. You've got to be good to win. Like a Felix Gull. So I'm going to go with Felix Gull from the breakaway.
1: That is actually a pretty good call. I'm going to go for Thingard from the peloton. Only legends win on Plateau de Bay, just like... Oh, I was going to pick Remco because you said only Belgian
0: legends win. And I think this is, this reminds me a lot of the stage he won on stage 14 uh, in the Vuelta this year with Orser, very difficult at the start. And I think in the valleys, he's a, he's a killer. So Remco's also from the break could be a great option. Or well, not just from the break, maybe yeah. he opens really early. But uh, yeah, brutal end to these two stages, Benji, 14, 15. Yeah. Are harder? Are they harder than Lebetex? I think they're more mountainous, yes. and I think on balance they are harder.
1: I think so as well. It's also, I reckon this one's longer. No, I don't remember Juplan to be the longest stage in cycling history.
0: Actually, yes. What am I talking about? Clear, 200 k's like this with 5,000 meters. That's that's a super, super hard stage. uh, Yeah, but then there's the second rest day uh, before yep. stage 16 from Groussant to Nîmes. This is a transition stage uh, for sprinters, but there can be crosswinds in this sort of area. But yeah, will the sprinters have made it through? Like if you get dropped in break formation on the pair of sword on stage 15, yeah. you could be in trouble here on stage 15 with time cuts. So yeah, sprinters for stage 16 and then 17 Benji as uh, the next yep. semi gc day
1: exactly saint paul twersh's chateau to a uh, super 178 kilometers and uh, well this is this parkour looks like what you'd expect a Unipuerto to be but that's not true because there's it's a tri puerto with three climbs at the end of like a, a build up so we've got 132 <laughs> kilometers of false flat uphill it's Grand Colombier. Deconstructed
0: into three separate climbs, because the last <laughs> one's kind of shallow,
1: yes, that's true. Now, the first of the three comes with about thirty three kilometers to go. It's a Col Bayar. It's six point eight kilometers seven point three percent. already pretty rough, but it's too far to go, in my opinion. The second last climb is where the action will happen. Col duma, seven point five kilometers at eight point four percent as a launching pad before we descend towards the court the super deval which is three point eight kilometers five point nine percent. Are there? segments in Devil Weed that are steeper? I swear there have to be, because that name is always shouted about, but it's a bloody bump in the road on this profile.
0: Yeah, the first part is steeper and then it levels off at the end. This is is screaming Poggy small group sprint win to me. If UAE Mm -hmm. can control the breakaway. Or Roglic. Or Roglic, it has to be said. So I think this is a nice stage for Roglic too, Uh, but it's really about... Can they control what will be a rampant attempt from probably 17 teams to get in the breakaway on the flat for yep. three hours uh, before they start to call by Get out, of, get out so, of here.
1: It's going to hurt so much. You think? I think it's possible. You think what break wins? No, I think the, the fight will be interesting for the break. I just don't know where it will snap mm. because it's always like you look at this profile and you're not seeing that ultimate climb where the break can form it's like no 130 kilometers drag until you see a split somewhere so can't tell you where the break will form hopefully with 130 kilometers into the stage because <laughs> then it's going to be interesting <laughs> but anyway that but yeah is, I, uh, I
0: don't expect big gaps on this stage
1: yeah Uh oh, me neither me neither but the next stage what do you think about that one stage 18.
0: Gap to Barcelonette, still in France, though. We don't have a profile for this, but uh, apparently it's a transition-y sprint stage, but there's two climbs where a puncher can win on the Côte de saint Apollinaire and the Côte de Demoiselle Coiffées. I coffee. think this is... V- is that how you say it?
1: No. <laughs> Not at oh, all, but it, okay. it read like coffee the first time I read it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the co- the caffeinated climb. I think this is sort of like the asgren Morridge, oconnor stage this year. I know I don't want to compare everything to the same stage, but really I think it is a, a to, the, to the most recent tour, but it looks like a transition stage, and yeah. it's really whether a sprinter team can control. I I don't know. It, it really depends on the positioning of that uh, final climb. But the last three stages, Benji, 19, 20, 21. We then start the last phase of the race where... This stage 19 from Embrun to Isola 2000 is brutal.
1: Yeah, it's the Granol stage is what you stamped it. We've got Embrun as a start with yep. 20 kilometers of flat, maybe a, a bit of altitude, like 10 meters up, 10 meters down. But the real climbing starts after 25 to uh, 21 kilometers into the stage, which is uh, the Col de Vars, which is 18.8 kilometers at 5.7%. But that's just a warm up. 18.8 kilometers and just the warm up, because then we've got a small descent of 20 kilometers before we start uh, the big one. Chim de la Bonette has been shouted about numerous times in the past. 22.9 kilometers at 6.9%. 2,802 altitude meters. Can you remember a climb of that altitude in your life? Because Stelvio's 2,700. I do not remember a climb of 2,800. Is around
0: close. Is around close, but not that high. This is the highest paved road in France, apparently. So... The there is no higher...
1: Wait. No, no, no. Uh, the one that they no, made bigger Sierra or something. Sierra Nevada, they
0: only went to... Sierra Nevada, they only go to 2, 2,500. Oh, okay. They can, in training, they can go up to 3,000. So, so Sierra Nevada has a higher paved road, but they don't use it in the race because of the ecological impact. They wanted to go to 2,800 yeah. or 2,900 in the Vuelta, but they weren't allowed to in 2022. This is brutal. This is so hard. This climb, like seven percent average, for twenty-three kilometers yeah. to that altitude, you're basically. Let me do some maths. This is Stelvio. You're doing like, you're doing like nine kilometers of climbing, at over two thousand meters. Yeah. and there's also where it levels off. It looks like a little bit of false flat there so i dare say there's some steeper sections and it. it's preceded by a fair bit of climbing beforehand too like there is climbing beforehand and then it descent 15k valley just like with granola and then isola 2000 16.1 k 7.1 percent not as hard nor as high as granola which finished at 2400 and was uh 11ks 9 percent but it's longer and um just a brutal stage like the intensity in this stage is unbelievable, and this is harder than the, the, the Telegraph calibier the Bonnet,
1: is it not? Given how high it is, I think yes. Called the Var Plus Chindala La Bonnet, I would say so. For me, this is basically the Stelvio being followed by Isola Two Thousand. Is how I see it. That's how I look at this profile. And I was thinking about which climb yeah. I can compare to, like um Isola Two Thousand. Then I was thinking maybe a uh, Maybe an Otakam is closer related to it than a uh, Granot?
0: Yeah, but even that's only 13.5K, it's a little bit steeper. It's a long climb to finish.
1: Yeah, and I like it. So let it come. This is one of the stages I'm most looking forward to. I think this fits Vingagon more than a Pogachar. But then again, who knows? Maybe Pogachar makes that step forward, which I would hope so for the competition of the race. But um, this is this is a deadly stage, and the funniest part is, it's only stage 19. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got two more GC stages after this. We got a TT as well. So yeah, I think this is where a huge difference can be made by the best climber, and um, I think we might even see action on on uh, the bonnet because. Yeah. I know there's a valley afterwards, but if you if you crack someone up at that altitude, you can take a lot of time. They cannot be taken back in the valley.
1: Bring back Rohan Dennis.
0: Rohan <laughs> Dennis. I thought you were about to say Lopez, who's suspended by the UCI.
1: <laughs> nah. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. Uh, stage twenty from Nice to Col de la Cuyol. This is like Paris-Nice stage eight plus the Lamarckstein stage even more intensity 133 kilometers long just uh there is no flat in this stage they do the Caldebraus, 10k 7% followed by Turini where Roglic won uh in 2020 uh 2022 Paranese in an uphill sprint 20.7 kilometers at 5.7 percent. but I think the actual climbing is in the last two-thirds of that climb is steeper than that average descent and then the Col de la Colmian also is featured in Paranese before 7.5k is at 7.1%, but I think the other side. And then a descent. And then the climb that Poggy won ahead of Gudu and Vingegaard in this year's Paranese, Col de la Cuyol, 15.7Ks, 7.1%. This is all four of these climbs in 133 kilometers. A really, really difficult stage. Uh, I think the long climb finish suits vingegaard but it's Mm -hmm. all very regular and it is still a short stage so i don't see like with isla he clearly has an advantage based on recent history this is an amazing stage benji where there could be a raid on the Torini almost
1: i love the idea of that i um i'm a bit salty when it comes to this stage it's also lit up de Tour, so it's kind of the the touristy version that you can ride.
0: Ah, oh, uh, okay.
1: I was thinking I kind of want to ride let up de Tour in 2024, but it happens on the same day as the bloody gravel stage, so that's not happening. But this stage is indeed quite one that that could that could spark things up, and it's also, yes, there could be a raid on turini but it could also just be attrition until the last climb, which should still be solid action on the last climb. then so worst case scenario, we've got a proper battle on the final climb. But I'm guessing that the gap in GC should be huge by now or should be notable. It can't be 10 seconds. It's going to be a minute, I mean, a minute thirty, five minutes. Hopefully not.
0: Yeah, I think if you want to take back a one minute gap and you think you're banking on this stage, I don't think it's the stage for that. And uh, I think, you, yeah, you're in trouble there.
1: If you do arrive here with that gap, you got to go earlier, like you said, and not yeah. on the final climb. So. That's that's kind of my conclusion on this one. You you might see opportunities for breakaway riders at the start, but I feel like this is going to be GC day regardless of of that. And that's yeah. what we said. Like, how many times have we mentioned breakaway? Three times, maybe.
0: Yeah, barely yeah. any because normally a breakaway stage you want to see right quite long climbs and mountains in the first half of the stage, some more climbs, but nothing too severe in the finish. Like, yeah. Either, yeah, like what in this parkour? And so... Or? If, for example, the if the Firenze stage was stage 12, I would say that's a breakaway mm -hmm. stage, but it's stage one. And we don't have many of those other stages. And Louis, that is one I can pinpoint, but this, it's hard for the break to win this.
1: I think so as well. And I feel like it might not be a discussion we can have in this podcast, but have... The breakaway riders become the victim of the shortening of mountain stages in Grand Tours because there's not that middle valley where the gap can expand enough before the final climb.
0: Yeah, like a Plateau de Bay, you say, okay, normally GC go for it here, but there's such a big valley that the breakaway guy's got a real shot. And that's the yep. same thing the valley before the rosier collection of three climbs on stage 12 in this year's tour allowed the group of isagira and jorgensen to form so they could actually win that stage so yep. i am not sure uh if you go on paranee stage eight or le Markstein last year with pinot and pidcock it was a good break away with baggy too i know that was an easier stage but they got clawed in easily on the final yep. climb so Whoever's behind, be it Poggy, be it Roglic, be it Vingegaard, they're gonna send it on this stage for sure. Like they have to uh, before the final TT in Nice. Instead of the Champs Elysees, we have a very j- a challenging TT from starting in Monaco, where many of the riders live. Thirty-three kilometers. They do La Tête B, which goes up into the hills behind Monaco from uh, Beausoleil. Eight point one k's, five point six percent. But there's some six percent uh, kilometers in there. Little plateau. Before the steep back end of Caldez, uh, which is one6 k's, 8.1%, but there's a 10.5% kilometre there. Plateau of 2 kilometers before a stepped, shallow-ish descent in parts. And then the last 5 k's of flat along the Promenade des Anglais in Nice, they go back and forth with a, a hot dog turnaround. So it's another hard TT, Benji, where it's going to be who has the best legs after the brutal previous days.
1: The best gc rider wins here i'm saying like this is a a proper climb yeah. based on the time trial in 2023 you have to shout vingegaard for this profile 100 especially yeah. the downhill as well because he took seconds in like the or every corner and every descent that he could this is not a technical descent if my memory serves me right from the pyrenees uh final stage which is in this area so i'm guessing it's the same road <laughs> but um yeah there. There's not much to say there outside of that. I don't see Vanat doing well on this parkour or well enough to be able to compete for the victory. Remco could compete if he's still there. Um, but Vingo is a name that shows the mind.
0: Yeah, Frogwitch is still there. It's good for yeah. him, I think. yeah um,
1: Also, the climbs at the start, which is mentally easier.
0: L- yeah. Imagine. Imagine all four of Remco, Pogaccia, Vingegaard, Roglic within thirty seconds of each other going into the TT. Very. It, won't, it won't happen because something <laughs> always happens to somebody, and yeah. you know, But imagine that's Who's that first? would be the dream for the organizers and the fans. Um, I think it's a really good profile for Roglic, I must say, because he's a little bit heavier than Vingegaard, yeah. and the Coldez section is quite short. It's like the San Luca climb. Yeah. I think he's good in the skis. I think he'll be training hard for the Olympics tt too. So I think it's a really good TT for Roglič. Of course it's an excellent it's an excellent TT for for Remco. Um and I La Turbie is not as difficult. Uh, do they bike change here? No. <laughs> bike change at the top, do you start like- <laughs> Do you start on the road bike? No, nah, I don't think they do and it. And change on the top of Col I don't don't think so either. (laughs) Would be really funny, but yeah, maybe someone will do it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Anyway, those are the twenty-one stages. I think there's enough sprint stages, but I wouldn't say it's as generous as the Giro to sprinters. So there's a fair few sprint stages, but really, even some are quite hilly. That I think, uh, especially in the second week uh, and third week, are 50 50. I think. A Merlier, a Pedersen... No, not Pedersen. A Merlier or a, yeah, a pure sprinter should leave after stage 13 and go mm-hmm. and, and then clean up in the Vuelta. I really think there's... With no Shams Elise, yeah. we might see record sprinter abandonments, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense.
1: Wait. If Philipson abandons after stage 13, will he also get a call from Eddie Megs?
0: No, no, no. Because Philipson is fit. And also, he'll he'll be fighting for the green jersey. He said he wants the green jersey.
1: Oh, okay. I'm, I'm too, talking okay. the
0: Jakobsen-Merlier-type operators.
1: you not got a phone call, right? Or uh, well, I think Ewan
0: will do the Giro, and Grunewagen will Grunewagen will abandon. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Or maybe he won't, but I, th- I think that would be the prudent thing to do.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. I think a lot of riders, like, Merlier also shouldn't stay off stage 14, if he's here remotely. Yeah. Because, like, If the whole Remco story of the Giro is interesting, is is doable, and if he actually thinks about Giro Tour Double, which is going to be hard to combine with Olympics, that comes after the Tour de France. So that sounds very difficult to all combine. But if if that is true, that storyline, that narrative actually is realistic, then I see him going for GC at the Giro. And a more realistic scenario is that he might not be fighting for GC at the Tour de France then.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that doing the Giro first is not a bad idea because yeah, if you forget what's happened in the past at the Giro, it's a great parkour there for him. Yeah, and then if you do the Giro, you kind of come into the Tour less pressure because if you fail, you say, ah, oh, well, I did the Giro, it wasn't my best prep. So I think it, it's not a bad idea to do the double, especially if Poggy doesn't do the Giro, then I think Remco has to do it. Yep. If he if he's the only one of the the big four or big five or whatever at the Giro, then I think he has to. I think so too. What do you think riders will do to prepare for this Tour de France, Benji? So we saw Vingegaard do Grand Camino to do the TT. Will we see riders doing Strada Bianca that wouldn't normally?
1: Uh, Maybe. That's not impossible. It's also because some teams try and use races that have similar characteristics, not just for the rider that is the leader, but also for the teammates. and. What happens in case of like a puncture mid in the race how do we respond to that can we learn from those situations yeah. in the race to do it better and that's something realistic also equipment testing but that can be done by any rider at Strade. that doesn't necessarily need to be done by the gc True. leader in question i don't know i'm i think it's going to be a generic start in terms of like the tr- preparation in terms of dolphin and so forth i expect to be one of the bigger races for preparation for the tour de france as always for the likes of vingegaard Maybe Pogacar does Slovenia again, which wouldn't be shocking either. But um, in the early season, a one-week race in February, a one-week race like Paranese or Tirreno, depending on the parkour, probably Paranese at the start of... Because
0: then you can do the recons after.
1: Yeah. And then the question is, how many classics is Pogacar going to do? Will he do the Giro? Will, like... Nobody knows. (laughs) It's too early, man.
0: I think Paranese might have a really stacked start list for that reason that it's finishing in Nice and they want to, first of all, race on those roads initially and then also do a reconnaissance of the time trial course. I mean, Torreno-Adriatico is not exactly far you can get, but maybe after San Remo. San Remo is also not a a close drive, so maybe after San Remo, Remco will do a reconnaissance of the TT Parkour.
1: If you're ASO, don't you just want to adapt the last stage of Paranese a bit to make sure you've got Turbien Koldez in this shape to maybe get people to come?
0: Imagine the last stage of Paranese was um, <laughs> literally just made it the stage 20 called L'Aquille stage. It's the exact same stage. No, the second and last the TT is the little... Just like, well, listen. Don't even need to do an extra recon. Just come to Paris. You exactly. do the tour finish. <laughs> do you think? I think this. I think the gravel one is a little inducement to the Mads Pedestrians of this world, and and maybe Vanderpool. Is that enough to sway Vanderpool? As you said, Benji, I don't see multiple stages with flashing lights for Vanderpool, like yep. maybe the Brittany start. Uh so yeah, which. It's, it doesn't have those stages where there's four one- to two-minute climbs near the finish, yep. uh, at least from what we've seen. So who do you think is a – I think this is a nice parkour for Rodriguez based on how he performed on juplan I think this is a really good parkour for Rod- Carlos Rodriguez if he takes a step up. Or, I mean, Almeida are or so, They Almeida says he doesn't want to do the Giro, so Almeida's
1: doing the Tour, right? I think the key to this, well, I don't know if Almeida actually going to do the Tour. I feel like He, he said in the of, press
0: he doesn't want to do he the Giro. Wants to do
1: the tour. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to do the true. Giro, but that might not lead to him doing the Tour de France necessarily. True, the team true. doesn't feel like he deserves that spot. Because it's always going to be a battle between leadership and that team when it comes to the Tour de France. And other riders are currently one step above him. For example, Pogacar. Adam Yates is also a step above that, uh, above Almeida. I'm looking at this race in the glasses of which GC riders are good at multi stages, mountain stage with multiple mountains, three mountains, for example, four mountains, whatever, or two harder mountains, one of them very hard, one of them hard at the end. And then I'm also thinking about Rodriguez, who was good at that, for example. But yeah. is there anyone else that really shines out? Like
0: Steven, Steven like?
1: <laughs> are you serious?
0: Low-key? Low actually good on these climbs.
1: I'm I'm not having this no, conversation. Being,
0: I mean, he actually, <laughs> he actually, no, he actually is good on these climbs. If you look at the in the stage, yeah, yeah, of course, but he actually is on the long, steady climbs. And if you look at, uh, like, what was it in the Dauphiné? Anyway, there there could be some random riders that pop up who you like, because I think this is. The proliferation of over 30 minutes, 7% climbs in this tour is, there's a lot of those climbs in yeah. this Tour de France. How that plays out, I'm not sure exactly. But you have to say, I think Vingegaard starts the favourite. I don't think yeah. you, with the Isla Stage and the Hilly TTs, like,
1: favourite, have to start me. the
0: favourite. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Of course, we're seven months, eight months, nine months away, mm-hmm. but anything <laughs> can happen, but... I don't think it's a good parkour for Roglic, to be honest, Agreed. Um, but I, I, but then I think the TT is good for him, so.
1: It's also, yeah. all these stages are so heavy, and if a team bases it, that might drive up the kilojoules before the end of the stage, so much that it might start hitting Roglic yeah. where, that, where that hurts. Well, I think guard.: Yeah. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. I think it's for me favorite as well. I think Pogachar has terrain he can work with, but I don't think the gravel stage is as much of an opportunity as people might pretend it to be for him. I think it's limited.
0: No, I think, I think stage one, stage four and stage 11 are sort of where UA might have an advantage. Uh, yep. where they still got Yates in GC. I mean, Yates in Italy is is unbelievable. We saw that in Lombardia, so he's, he's I think Yates has to go. I think Yates and Sivakov have to go, and, um, and maybe then it's like, well, where does Almeida and Ayuso fit into that? Uh, it's really interesting. So, but yeah, I can't wait to watch. Who's going to win White? Because Poggy can't win it anymore, right?
1: What? Poggy can't win the white jersey. Right jersey anymore. You're right, but I don't know it's who's Carlos then. Carlos, Carlos versus Ayuso, depending on who goes. Remco still alive?
0: Yeah. Ah, Remco or Johannesson. So I spoke to wow. Hagland before. He said they're not going to really go for GC. Do you think that's the right thing? Yes. I think so too. I think I so I think he's too. in Unless the Chitone space you right backdoor now. backdoor a break or something.
1: Johansson is Chicone yeah. for me, Norwegian Chicone.
0: I mean, that's a bit generous to him, but...
1: No, 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 no. I think it's true. <laughs> Coltere, the way he wrote there was fucking good.
0: Coltere was very impressive. He probably could have won that maybe if Wout Bernard and Jumbo didn't send Tormelay. He was very, yeah. very good on that finish. But also Chicone on the, uh, Basili- the Basilica in Grenoble yeah. in Dauphine. Uh, it's a pretty good level. <laughs> uh, anyway... That's our Tour de France men's root reaction. Uh, how fine, before we sign off ratings, Benji? We gave. What did I give the Giro? Seven and a
1: half. Yeah. Is it still a seven what and a half looking this. at this? Yes.
0: Oh uh, no. <laughs> I think we were. I think we were in a good mood. I think we would been too so nice. so generous. <laughs> I think really that's a five and a half. Six. Yeah. The Giro one. I'm
1: already at four out of 10 for the Giro at this point. <laughs> it's because I remember down these the tour rankings. stages.
0: If someone said to me, hey, What stages are you looking forward to next year? I'd be like, Isola, Plateau de Bay, the Nice yes. time trial. I can already, and I remember. Benji, I can't tell you any of the Giro stages.
1: I know there's a time trial and two time trial. I can't in there? tell you. I yeah, I don't remember. But... It. And, and there's one with the Salvio at the start because I complained about it a lot. But for yeah, the rest, you, I actually you, you don't you remember the rest very of I'm happy about that. <laughs> so I'd like to change my ranking of the zero to a 4 out of 10 and I think this Jesus. for me is a, a 9.5 9. <laughs> What? Yes. Really? Yeah, I like it a
0: lot No, I'm, gi- I'm giving it an 8 um, Okay,
1: but to be I fair think to, I think In two weeks I, you I'll might drop even, that by a yeah. point and a half
0: <laughs> I think stage 4 is weird I think there's no there doesn't seem to be much for the punchers uh with a, a puncher finish. I think mm-hmm. the gravel is a bit of a gimmick. But the mountain stages are really, really good. And so it's an 8. And I, I like that there's now two time trials. I think one time trial of 28 kilometers last year is just not enough. So,
1: Yep. Okay, 9.3. Eight out of 10. Oh, I've changed.
0: Fair enough. All right, thanks for listening as always. And stay tuned in a couple of days for our Tour de france termin Zwift route reaction then. Till then, ciao.